0: Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Karazalia, joined here with my co host, boyfriend, partner, my Christmas prince, Dan Takaki.
1: It's me, a Christmas prince.
0: A Christmas prince? There's
1: no the Christmas but prince. You're
0: my Christmas prince. Anyone
1: can be a Christmas prince, according to this movie. <laughs>
0: If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's right. We love Christmas and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So let's get into it. Dear Daniel, what are we watching this week?
1: Oh boy, this week we are watching the 2017 Netflix movie, A Christmas Prince.
0: Yeah, we are.
1: Directed by Alex Zam, starring New Zealand's own Rose McIver and Ben Lam as a titular Christmas Prince. <laughs> I want to emphasize that this is called A Christmas Prince, not THE Christmas Prince. Yeah, this
0: is not like THE Ohio State.
1: No, it's just A a Ohio State.
0: (laughs) I'm really excited that we watched this and that we're recording it finally. It's been a couple weeks since we watched it. We watched it on vacation or on my birthday. What a time we had.
1: We haven't watched any movies since then and this has been burned into my brain.
0: It's been about a month. Almost a month.
1: And I remember every single minute of this. Every single second of my life I remember from this movie.
0: (laughs) Before we get into it, let's talk about what our past with this. This is a a little flip of the script, because you've never seen this before.
1: I've never seen this movie before, but tell me first what your history with this movie is.
0: Okay, so I have seen this movie. This was the fifth time that I watched it. I watched it when it came out on Netflix for some reason. I, I probably was just folding laundry or something back in New York. I love a cheesy Christmas movie, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this. I don't remember having much of an opinion about it, Mm -hmm. but I saw it again with a friend of ours and I was like, oh, let's watch this. And she's like, this can't be good. And I'm like, oh, it's not, you know, whatever. So I watched it again, watched it with another friend Then made my mom watch it, and the thing is, it's this isn't something that like I had that strong of an opinion or memory of. Yeah, Yeah. it was just something that I was like, "Oh, Netflix is doing Hallmark," and so I've seen it, and then I watched it with you, and this is the most reaction I've had watching it with you. So yeah, I would love to know what you thought it was about.
1: As you mentioned, this is like Netflix's first foray into the Christmas movie genre, right? And so I knew it was a Christmas movie, and it was like a rom com. What I didn't know about this was most of it but i guessed that it was set in some vaguely made up european country true i assumed that this was sort of like a christmas time cinderella story okay where the prince needed to find a princess before christmas that was wrong no interest in finding a princess and i thought the main leads would be like 18 and 19 which i don't know they're vague they're vaguely young
0: they could be 27 or 45
1: i know this movie is rough gang i'm just gonna say that off the top it's a bad movie
0: dan's coming in hot this episode he's been talking a big game about how heated he is about this so i'm dying to hear Your summary, it might be a little bit spicier than usual.
1: The thing about this movie is there's so much happening. So much (laughs) happens in this movie, and yet nothing happens in this movie.
0: Oh, I disagree. But that, I'll let you give your notes. There's a lot or that your, happens. Or your summary. There's
1: a lot that happens in this movie. So this is my recap slash my notes. My notes are going to be peppered in with a recap. I can't be objective in this recap. Okay. okay. I'm, just, I'm just clarifying that up front.
0: And if you've never seen this movie, we have a standing saying here that you don't have to watch the movies that we watch in order to enjoy the podcast. That's why we do the recap. But you should listen to our review because sometimes we watch things so you don't have to.
1: This is one of those. <laughs> This is one of those times. (laughs) That being said massive spoiler alerts for A Christmas Prince. Yes. Okay, so as I said, this movie stars Rose McIver as an American journalist from New York City named Amber. Amber works for a gossip magazine, and her boss is the most stereotypical like New York, New Jersey businesswoman that's ever existed in a movie. She's like, hey, Amber, we got a scoop. We need you to cover it, but it's Christmas, so you gotta go to Aldonia to cover the prince's <laughs> coronation in Aldonia. And she's like, what are you talking about
0: she's relatable christmas new york girl
1: she wears red converse so you know she's down to earth amber
0: does not her boss
1: yeah amber does she goes to aldonia on her like first reporting story because she's like a copy editor for this magazine
0: Uh as someone in media i would just like to say that that's not how journalism works you don't get sent away for your first story
1: so she's trying to go cover this the story of this prince right so the basic backstory of this prince is that his dad died like a year ago and he's supposed to become the king Mm -hmm. it seems like he doesn't want to and like there's all this gossip and rumor about him being like a playboy like flying and fluttering around the world
0: flying (laughs) and fluttering around the world okay yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: and so there's a lot of talk about him abdicating the throne which just means he won't take the throne and somebody else will take it sure the whole reason he is called a christmas prince is because there has to be a coronation for him to become king by christmas
0: oh i never got that in my five in your five watches yeah Yeah,
1: there's a deadline and the deadline is christmas Uh,
0: you know i never had the question as to why he was called the christmas prince i wasn't that curious
1: (laughs) really yeah that was was my only question (laughs) (laughs) What about him makes him a Christmas prince? Is he the prince of the North Pole?
0: Well, I was just like, yeah, this town's really into Christmas.
1: This town. This kingdom. Whatever. This whole country. (laughs) Which, by the way, we barely see anybody else in the country. It's just the shot of this, like, castle. So... Amber goes to cover this coronation. There's like they're holding press conferences and she's like, hey, where's the prince? Are we ever going to see the prince? And the person who's running the press conference is like, ah, sorry, no questions for the prince today.
0: I would like to point out that when she landed in the kingdom, she tried to get a taxi.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And some rude man with a beard took the taxi from her. Remember that for later.
1: I wonder who it was. (laughs) After she gets nothing at this press conference, she's like, my boss is going to kill me. I have no information. And so she decides to break away from the media pack and start snooping around the castle. One of the royal aides catches her. and She's like, who are you? And she's like, oh, you're American. Are you the new English tutor for the princess? Yeah, that's me. I'm Martha.
0: This is a riveting performance. That's basically what happens. I'm yeah. not, I'm not.
1: Yeah, I'm not... this is beat for beat the movie. So anyway. She's now the princess's tutor under this false name, Martha. The princess is, like, a nine-year-old girl named Emily. I want to say, she's the best part of this movie. Like, hands down, like, she's, she's the most fun character. Yeah. But Emily is painted as this very difficult child to deal with. Like, this is, like, her fifth tutor this year or whatever. Sure. And so Amber walks up to meet her, and she's in a wheelchair. And the first thing she says, she's like, Hi, I'm Princess Emily. I have spina bifida. There is no cure.
0: Yeah, it was, it's offensive. It's, it's.
1: It's really bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's there's, not good. There's
1: no, I had to like look up. I was like, is spina bifida like a terminal illness? And it's not. It's a condition from your spine. But like people live full lives. Sure. And like they paint it as like, she's gonna die at Christmas. <laughs> and it's horrible.
0: Yeah, she's a full person. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part of this movie. And the best part of the movie. I agree.
1: That's what you need to know about Emily. Unfortunately, because that's um, all they give her. That's all they give her. But like, I'm going to say this too. Emily and Amber have a better relationship than Amber and the prince do. There's more chemistry between those two than the people who are supposed to be the love interests.
0: That's that's fair, yeah. Anyway. Well, it's like in Pride and Prejudice when Elizabeth goes to Mr. Darcy's house. Yes. And you see Darcy's sister playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And Darcy is like hovering over her and like gives her a hug. And his sister's so excited to see her. And that's one of the moments when Elizabeth falls in love with Darcy because she stops seeing him as a monster. Mm. So I think that this is a classic literary device hailing from the days of Austin. (laughs) I minored in English. You're
1: giving way too much credit to this movie. (laughs) Anyway, so Emily, right away, she's like, I'm going to mess with her because I don't need a tutor, blah, blah, blah. She, like, puts a rat or something in Amber's bed. And Amber's like, I'm from New York. I love rats.
0: (laughs) Not unlike... In The Sound of Music, in which the kids have this reputation of putting things in their new Fräulein's bed. Mm. And so the maid tells Fräulein Maria, you know, you're lucky because they put a pine cone where you were sitting. In the past, they put like a tarantula in her bed. And Freyland's like, ha 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 ha, and then she checks. I'm just saying, this seems to me like an allusion to a lot of classic pieces of work that have massive relevance in the way you're looking at me right now. I'm sorry. Come on.
1: No, no, no. I think you're right. I think you're you're drawing some interesting points here.
0: <laughs> I heard. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I heard, baby.
1: We're only like 15 minutes into this movie so far. And so Amber is just nice to Emily. And all of a sudden, Emily's like, oh, you're being nice to me. You're treating me with respect. No one's ever treated me like a normal kid before. I like you, which is terrible. And right away, Emily figures out that she's not the tutor because this is- Amber's
0: isn't... dumb as bricks.
1: <laughs> Amber's fucking stupid. <laughs> she doesn't know like basic algebra and like she's she's there to be the math tutor, but- Because she's nice to her and she's there to write a story about her brother, she's like, listen, my brother's actually a nice guy. And if you write a story about him being a nice guy and, you know, we get to go on some little adventures, then I'll keep your secret. Mm. And Amber's like, sounds good. Let's focus on Richard for a second. Richard is the Christmas prince, a Christmas prince, if you will. Prince Richard has been away for a year since his father died. And he's basically just been grieving because he and his dad were super close.
0: Mm.
1: Everyone thinks he's been like gallivanting around the world, but he's just been like, I don't know. Reading books and playing okay piano. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this episode's gonna be all over the place, team. Uh when when Dan says that he plays okay piano, there is a lot of Phantom of the Opera-esque shots of Richard just like being surly and this like tortured genius he's, at the piano. But he's playing like
1: for release. <laughs> it's like do You see Amber like looking around the door being like, oh. He's not just a regular guy.
0: I think at one point he's straight up playing Jingle Bells.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, they have to do everything to make this guy semi-likeable.
0: It's like fifth grade piano, like public school class.
1: Yeah, there's a scene where he's like shooting archery in like the and, and the uh, in the and, courtyard,
0: but the target is about ten feet in front of him. <laughs> so,
1: it's and he's missing too. <laughs> Richard doesn't want to be king because he doesn't like this publicity he's been getting. That's kind of his main thing is he doesn't want to have an inflated ego from becoming the king. Mm. I don't know why he thinks he will because it doesn't seem like his dad did. There's also a cousin of his who's next in line to be the throne if he abdicates the throne. Yeah. And like his cousin is like plotting with his ex-girlfriend to try and find ways for them to be king and queen of Aldonia
0: With Richard's ex-girlfriend.
1: Yeah. This is Richard's ex-girlfriend. First Richard's ex-girlfriend comes and is like trying to like seduce him seduce him and he's like no i'm different now (laughs) anyway they're around kind of like uh, building tension building tension
0: raising the stakes Mm -hmm. increasing urgency much like so in hamlet Dan just took a sip of coffee and he's trying so hard not to spit it out. I made it. You know, in Hamlet, the large literary device that one Billy Shakes did, where there are all these additional factors that lead to tension, that Mm -hmm. lead to true stress being mounted onto Hamlet's kingdom. Sure. And in The Christmas Prince. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, I am friends with some of my English teachers in the past. They have molded me. They are the reason I do what I do. And if by chance any of them are listening,
1: I'm sorry. Rate and subscribe.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: I'm going to try and speed things along here for myself. He and Amber have several run-ins throughout the movie. You know, when he's shooting archery, when he talks to his sister. And by God, they have no chemistry. They have zero chemistry together on screen. Truly, I could count the number of times they're on screen together on one hand.
0: It's a ninety-minute movie.
1: Yeah, but she spends more screen time with Emily. Fair, fair. And we just don't get a lot of Richard in this. Maybe in the next ones we do, but
0: it's a trilogy team.
1: Good gravy. Moving forward, so they have this moment when they're in a cabin together. God, I keep wanting to say Richard and Emily because Amber. Of Gil- <laughs> Richard and Emily because of Gilmore Girls.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I
1: know. Richard and Amber share a moment together in his dad's hunting cabin because there's a scene where she takes a horse out and he takes a horse out separately because she wants to follow him on his horse. And then she falls off the horse and starts getting surrounded by wolves.
0: Oh, I forgot that happened. And he
1: scares off the wolves. And then (laughs) they go into the hunting cabin together and they like share a moment. So while she's with him in this cabin, he goes out to check on the horses and she starts snooping around because she is still a journalist still trying to write this story and she finds a secret switch on a desk somehow. and The Christmas
0: she... switch, if you will. The
1: Christmas switch. Another movie we're going to watch soon. She finds out he's adopted.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Clearly, he doesn't know he's adopted. The queen obviously knows he's adopted, but nobody else in the kingdom knows that he's adopted. And she's like, what do I do? Do I write this? Do I write this up in the story? This could be my big break. She has these two friends that work with her.
0: That she like FaceTimes with.
1: Yeah. And they're like, you got to write the story. No, you got to follow your heart. They're no help throughout the entire movie they're no help
0: they're both also like caricatures of a vaguely Jewish white gay guy and just a black girl and it's also offensive
1: yeah It's rough. So she decides not to tell him yet, but she's going to tell him eventually. Richard then invites her to the winter ball before the coronation.
0: Because he's decided, I guess I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah. While they're at the ball, the cousin and the ex-girlfriend are snooping around her room. While they're snooping around, they find all these documents that she just has on her desk, and they blow up everybody's spot. They announce that he was adopted, and he's not the true heir to the throne. She's not who she says she was, and... She gets kicked out of the palace and he's traumatized because he's been lied to his whole life about being adopted and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So the cousin says, I'm ready to take the throne. And so the, I guess, parliament, for lack of a better term, is like, all right, let's do it. Let's get you to be king. And so the cousin and the ex-girlfriend get married. Oh, yeah. He's about to be
0: sworn in sworn in sworn in <laughs> coronated coronated as king
1: coronated sounds like it's not the right word but Cor- we're going to but we're going to sworn in sworn in while while all this is happening amber's like no there has to be a loophole the queen richard's mother is trying to stall this as long as she can because she's obviously feels terrible amber is like i'm going to figure this out i'm going to fix this she finds a note that was hidden in like an ornament that richard's father gave Richard's mother for a Christmas present. It was like inside like an acorn or something and there was some like vague riddle about whenever you're feeling confused or lost these nuts will guide the way. (laughs)
0: oh these nuts
1: yeah and there's like a weird last wish or whatever that says like i want it to make it so you don't have to be in the bloodline to become the king
0: and since it was the king who asked for that and it, it was, is law. It was like a
1: royal decree and then like the parliament voted on it or something and they all agreed because they were like fuck this guy to the cousin <laughs> and then amber left she's like i gotta go i don't belong here she left Richard becomes king, and he is now a Christmas king.
0: And she goes back home to Queens. To Queens. To her delightful father.
1: I'm going to talk about the dad in a minute. Her her dad's fine. (laughs) Then it's New Year's Eve a few days after. Who shows up but King Richard?
0: Bum, bum, bum.
1: Because when Amber got back to New York, she wanted to write this piece on the real King Richard. And the Gossip Magazine editor was like, no, we're not going to run this. This is nothing. This is garbage. This is a fluff piece. And she's like, fine, I quit. And she walks out and everybody applauds while she walks out or something. And so she put, publishes this story on her blog.
0: And it goes viral.
1: Yeah. King Richard reads this, comes to New York on New Year's and they kiss. And that's the movie.
0: He proposes. You
1: know, at the end of the movie, they kiss. That means they're married already. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he does propose.
0: <laughs> and that's the movie. And that's
1: the movie.
0: Ugh so good oh my god it's so good
1: the only other thing i wanted to point out was i wanted to talk about her dad a little bit yeah so her dad lives in new york and runs a diner on the cleanest street in new york city history
0: i think it's a pizza place the like queensy like is it a pizza place is it a diner do they sell bagels and coffee and can you buy condoms there is a thing like that's a real thing right
1: right right but he has this also a stereotypical like new york new jersey accent that's like my only daughter (laughs) it's okay don't worry about me i'll be alone on christmas but you gotta do what you gotta do
0: it's like i always say you gotta you know shoot for the fences if you're gonna (laughs) hit a home run
1: yeah, it's shit like that. And he's, she calls him throughout the movie, too, to ask for advice. And he gives the most vague, unhelpful advice. He's like, just follow your heart, honey. You, whatever you do is the right thing. I know that. You're just like your mother. Oh, God, I wish she was still with us. Her mom's dead, by the way. If you yeah. couldn't tell.
0: That's You know, the dead, the dead parent club is one of the ways that Richard and Amber bond.
1: Please, Kara. what do you have to say about
0: this movie? Okay, I disagree with a lot of your hot takes. I think you're wanting too much from this film. So here are some of my notes. Yes, you know, it's a Netflix Hallmark-esque film. It is supposed to be a cliché. Now, in my fun facts, I will mention how the director is the same director as My Date with the President's Daughter. It's a, a good movie. classic film.
1: That's a classic movie.
0: That is a classic good film. I have been looking my entire life to have the moment that she has with that pink fuzzy slip dress and the butterfly necklace. And she comes out and she shakes her hair. And Eric from Boy Meets World is like gagged and we all are we all want that moment
1: i know we live in dc this is where this is where we can do it (laughs) we can take you to the steps of the lincoln memorial
0: I think that the reason I don't mind this so much is that I've seen a decent amount of Hallmark movies and a decent amount of like those like made for TV ABC movies. Sure. I never remember these movies, and that's kind of I think they're mo. like that's what you're they're there for. right. You don't have to pay too much attention to them because it doesn't matter. Sure. And I think that that kind of perspective is good. This movie also came out in 2017, which, let's not forget, was Dark Times.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing, is that I've seen a lot of Hallmark movies, too. I've seen a lot of bad rom-coms. Yeah. And I, those are enjoyable. Those are fun because you know, they're supposed to be silly and weird. Yeah. My thing is that this is like Netflix is supposed to be their moment, like their (laughs) Christmas movie moment. Like it's the first Christmas movie they put out and they threw out this dud. The way this movie was like marketed and hyped up when I first heard about it. Oh, this is going to be a movie, you know, like this is a thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, Netflix has also come a long way. There are like a legit studio with legit great movies now.
1: Right. And so I think my expectations were a little bit higher than maybe they should have been. But that doesn't mean that I'm wrong.
0: (laughs) Can I say, I'm realizing now that perhaps some of the reasons why I give this movie so much wiggle room Mm -hmm. is that it reminds me of Princess Diaries 2, Mm. which is significantly better but still not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And I'm in love with Chris Pine. And so I project that onto this movie.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Hear me out. I am too. But that movie also has Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews and Chris Pine. This movie has nobody.
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> if Julie Andrews, Chris Pine, and Anne Hathaway were in this movie, be a much better oh, movie. Oh my goodness. Could be you a much imagine? better movie.
0: I will say I find the tiny Timification of Emily extremely upsetting. So it's horrible. I, it's really I can't. Bad. It's, it's really, so bad. It's really offensive. Here's the thing: you you described everything that happened in that movie. I don't remember it already. Already don't remember it. Right. That's and I fair. like Christmas, and I like stories about princes, and I like happy endings, and so I'm still remembering it fondly.
1: The reason I'm so hard on this movie is because of the stature it's supposed to have.
0: Yeah, in, yeah.
1: In the Netflix Christmas zeitgeist,
0: mm, mm, mm. you know?
1: I don't know what you would do to make it better, but just like...
0: I, we just said we would cast Julie Andrews, Chris <laughs> Christine Christine and, Anna and Hathaway. Hathaway.
1: <laughs> Yeah, tighten it up.
0: Tighten it up. Like, there's no reason for Emily's disability to be a point of pity. Yeah. So that doesn't need to, to be, like, this driving force of, like, how good of a brother and person Amber are because they're nice to Emily. That's the part that I'm like, no, screw this. Yeah,
1: there are other ways to hit that point home.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they could just get along for all the other reasons that they get along. And I don't think we need the side friend characters. We could just flesh out the dad more. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I don't know if I liked it. I think I just want to be a contrarian voice to you.
1: That's fine. You can I,
0: you know what though? I will say this. I am excited that this is in this season and I'm excited to watch the sequels.
1: I'm interested to watch the sequels.
0: I, they can't be worse. Would you like to hear some fun facts?
1: Please tell me tell me some fun facts.
0: I will say the fun facts list is thin
1: Ble- <laughs> 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 We'll just call it facts. <laughs> They don't have to be fun.
0: The movie was filmed on the Peel's Castle, a neo-Renaissance castle in the Carpathian Mountains, situated in Romania.
1: Okay, so, Romanian castle. Romanian castle, shot on location. That's exciting. So that's what they blew the budget on, was going to a (laughs) castle in Romania. I
0: don't know how much it costs to go to Romania. It doesn't strike me as one of the more expensive places to shoot. That's fair. The castle where this movie is filmed is the same castle from the movie A Princess for Christmas. I said the fun facts were bleak, guys, okay? I said they were bleak.
1: (laughs) Sorry, is that a different movie? (laughs) A Princess for Christmas? Was it the same cast? Is it just the same movie, just under a different name?
0: On December 10th, 2017, Netflix revealed in a tweet that 53 of its subscribers had watched the film every day over the past 18 days. Oh my
1: god, I remember this tweet. I was like, first off, the way Netflix doesn't release its viewership is crazy, but when they decide to, it's like, we're gonna put people on blast.
0: I think it would have been like a little kid. You know, I used to watch The Sound of Music literally twice a day, every day, for years.
1: You know, for the sake of humanity, I hope so.
0: When asked what made her sign on to do a film like this, Rose MacGyver said, quote, I just think it's fun. Happy Christmas movie! I have every opportunity in my life to do really dark, gothy movies, and this is something that was just fun.
1: So, for those of you who don't know, Rose McIver is the lead on the CW show iZombie, mm. and so she's got that CW money coming in for the rest of her life, so she's fine. She can do whatever she wants. I, You know what? Get that money. Get that <laughs> bread. <laughs>
0: The dress that the queen is wearing during the Christmas ball is similar to the dress that the queen of the Netherlands wore during her coronation in 2013. Fun. Did you know that the Netherlands had a queen? I didn't. Well, you're welcome. Now you learned something. Thank you. <laughs> and I saved the best for last. Thank God. Okay. we got? At the beginning, there are scenes of New York City. So you know that it's a Christmas movie. The fifth main character, New the York City. fifth main character, Christmas. At the beginning, there are scenes of New York City. And there is one scene of Chicago. Oh. Which is easily recognized due to the fact that you can see a Chicago City flag.
1: <laughs> How? Who? How? Why?
0: Someone freeze-framed it. I mean, they were probably just using stock images of, like, city.
1: I... Uh, why would they...
0: Look, okay... I look, don't, oh look okay, it, it is what it is. Those are my fun facts, boo.
1: You know what? I'm surprised you found that many. That's amazing. <laughs> it was very bleak. It was very bleak. Pretty rough. All righty, folks, as we do every episode, it is time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So out of 12 days, how many days are you giving this Kara?
0: I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. One of the ways that I rank these movies is based on how many times I'd be willing to watch this movie. And I've already seen it five times in a four-year period, which is truly remarkable. That's telling. So I'm going to give it ten lords a-leaping. <laughs> <laughs> ten lords a-leaping? Yeah. yeah. Ten lords. Hold ten on. lords. We're going to take
1: a time out for a second <laughs> ten here. Ten lords. <laughs> so, I don't... We, we don't got draw a com-
0: Thor. We got a Zeus. We got a...
1: Listen, I respect your journey. Tell me why you're giving it a 10.
0: I've already seen it 5, so we're already starting from there. And I think it's at least a 5, so it's basic arithmetic, my love. <laughs>
1: you could say it's a 5.
0: No, it's a 10.
1: All right. Well. Out of
0: 12. That's a 5 out of 6. If I got a 5 on a 6 on a test, I wouldn't be like, wow, I really did great on that test. You
1: wouldn't? No. I think that's That's bonkers. a B. This movie is not a B. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Wow. You think you think you know somebody. You know,
0: I just think there's something about this movie that's so bad, and it's not enjoyable to watch, so it's not even like bad good, that I respect it. Like, I think you really have to try. It's camp. It's performance art.
1: I don't agree.
0: The problem is, when you get mad, you get quiet.
1: <laughs> it's not great for an audio medium, I know.
0: <laughs>
1: Folks at home, I am stewing right now.
0: Dear Daniel, out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas are you giving to a Christmas prince?
1: Well, I mean, if we're going based on your logic of how many times would I watch this again, I'm giving it a zero, but that's not how the scale works. So I'm giving this one partridge in a pear tree.
0: Which is how many times you've seen it.
1: I will watch the next two for this podcast. Folks, this is the first one I've given on this show. Really? This is the first one I've given on this show. And this wasn't like my 12 where I was holding out for a one. I didn't want to give away a one on this show. Sure. I was hoping that I never would have to. Yeah. This movie...
0: You were really mad watching it.
1: ...did something to me.
0: Did we watch it in two parts?
1: I don't remember. If we did... I felt every second in between the parts.
0: We were on vacation. We were having a great time. We had cake.
1: I can't explain how much this movie made me mad. The visceral reaction I had to this movie, which has been now documented very well, I can't... I, I... It's...
0: It made you change your, your tune regarding Gremlins, too. I know. It had a ripple effect.
1: It made me appreciate Gremlins so much more than I did.
0: And we haven't watched another Christmas movie since, because I think you're you're a little, you're going through it.
1: I, this movie was so bad. And apologies if you're one of the 54 people who watched this 18 times in the first, first t- 18 like days it came I would just like to take out. this
0: opportunity to say, if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to give us five stars and subscribe and share it with your friends and family, because uh... Dan's going through a lot for you. <laughs> I Dan s- likes most things. I cannot underline this enough. I was
1: going to say, I was going to say, I love a cheesy bad rom-com. I'll watch a Hallmark movie. I know they're going to be bad. It's just the expectations that were set for this movie for me by society.
0: I was going to say, I don't think I set that expectation you. For you didn't,
1: but <laughs> society did. Society made me led me to believe that this was going to be a good movie. Like, not like an amazing movie, but like, I would enjoy it. Sure. I enjoyed no seconds of this movie.
0: Wow. No seconds? (laughs) No, whole zero seconds?
1: You know? Yeah. No seconds of this movie. Not
0: even when the dad was, like, giving her bad advice?
1: Listen, honey. You just gotta follow your heart, follow your dreams. Just like your mother used to do. Anyway. I'll take your one. This is history, folks. (laughs) 12 days pod history. We found a movie that broke me.
0: I'm so sorry, my love.
1: But... Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry that I just kind of went off this episode. (laughs) Something needed to be said. We are only 50 days away from Christmas.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please share this with your friends and family if they are not already listening. And if they want to hear somebody lose their mind about a movie, join us next week as we take a look back at the Claymation classic, The Year Without a Santa Claus.
0: Oh, I forgot this was Claymation. Yeah. Never seen it.
1: Never seen it. It'll be fun. There's some songs.
0: Oh, we had so much fun with Rudolph last year. I
1: know. It's going to be a fun time. It'll be definitely a nice palate cleanser from this movie.
0: Maybe. I hated Rudolph.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll see. But as we say every episode, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.